Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the CHGO Fire Podcast, the first episode of 2024 as we check in on what has been an active offseason for the Chicago Fire. I am your host, Alex Campbell, and I'm joined by a couple of familiar faces all the way at the end of the table. Joe Chats on Tap Sportsnet. Joe, how you doing? Oh, just dandy. How are you, Alex? I'm, I'm doing well. And Tim Hotza from... Men in Red 97, Tim, great to have you back on here. Good to be back. And because every Chicago Fire anything needs at least two white bald guys with beards, that's just now a requirement. We will get to the new left backs later in the show, but we're going to basically just go through the ins, the outs, the potential ins, the potential outs. The The Fire's offseason has been as much speculation about moves as it has been <laughs> about people actually moving, but we got to start with... News I was hoping we'd get confirmed this morning. It has not been confirmed yet, but the potential biggest signing in club history and one of the biggest signings in terms of money in the history of Major League Soccer, and that is Belgian center forward Hugo Kuypers, who is the target for the fire to be the new designated player, number nine, 26-year-old Belgian, currently of KAA Ghent in the Belgian Jupiler Pro League. Uh, the story has been reported by your colleague, Alex Calabrese, friend of the show, and, of course, Tom Bogert of The Athletic, also friend of the show. So, you know, we got we got people in good places reporting on this. Guys, before we get more into the details about Kuypers, just the idea of the fire, we've, we've heard this noise. Oh, they've got the budget to, like, set a franchise and maybe a league record transfer fee on a striker. And that's always a nice thing to hear, but... Tim, I'll start with you. When you when you saw that this might actually happen, what was your initial reaction? I mean, it's it's good to see it getting done because we, we like DP number nine has been said so many times over like really like it's been a year, mm-hmm. um, and and the fact that the fire were without a, a, a target forward that was considered to be like sort of like top flight, top of their game last year, I think everyone thinks hurt the team, and it was just such an obvious glaring hole in the roster. Yeah, it's it's been a problem. The Fire do have three other strikers on the roster. Casper Shabilko, uh, newly acquired Tom Barlow via trade this offseason. And, of course, uh, Greek youth international Yorgos Koutsias, who is still around as well. But Kuypers would immediately go to the top of the depth chart. Joe, this is a guy who won the Belgian Golden Boot last year. And we're talking about a guy in his prime years, 26 years old. This is the sort of guy that normally, if you score that kind of goal, that kind of goal-scoring season... In the Belgian league, you're playing for a mid-upper Bundesliga or Ligue 1 in France team the next year. This is, if the Fire finished this off, this is a coup, or at least it feels like one. He does everything the Fire need, and that's why he's such a good signing. I was watching through his uh, goal tape from last season, 
And every one of his goals were opportunistic. They were very much in front of the net, set up by someone else. But he always is one of these strikers who actually finishes with his head up, which we don't really know much about here in Chicago on the men's side. So after a year of so many goals that there was Kai Kamara's opportunities in the final game on decision day, there were opportunities in seemingly every one goal loss where you're just like, Oh, if our striker just finished it, it would be a point or three points. And I think Kuypers is that guy. His expected goals are, uh, he's five goals less than what his expected goals are for this year. So that kind of shows that there are going to be waves with his goal scoring. But I think it's as good of an option as you can get, especially in the January window. That's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, I mean, he's got six goals and two assists in 20 games so far this year, which, again, is not quite the pace he sat last, set last year when he had 20. And, you know, some people are like, oh, he's just a tapping merchant. The fire need a tapping yeah. merchant. The fire's <laughs> problem is they don't have a tapping merchant. The job of guys like Jordan Shakiri and Brian Gutierrez and Chris Mueller and Marin Holly Selassie is to just create happens so I mean to Joe's point Tim I think the profile feels right here and this this is the sort of thing that in terms of convincing fire fans that maybe improvement is possible this is the sort of thing that moves the needle yeah I agree and I mean it's not like he is just a uh, like a, a tap-in merchant like by itself like when you look like in slow-mo at some of the goals because I mean he's quick like he he is getting in behind lines some of the time you're seeing like you know, shots coming from, like, the outside of his foot. So, like, that's not normally the way the guys shoot, which means they get off quicker. Like, one of the issues we had with with Casper is, like, from the time the ball is at his feet to the time that the ball is off his feet, it's like you could run a countdown clock. And, mm-hmm. and by that point, like, you know, defenses are set, the the goalie's, in like, in position, and, and those seconds matter. And it just seems like Kuypers is the kind of guy that is is faster and can create space for himself, which then creates more space. Like, how many times have we see Shaq double or triple teamed? If you got a guy like Hypers on the pitch with you, you can't do that. Yeah. Because teams know that you just have to stop the pass that Shakiri's creating and the chance is dead. Also, fun thing about Kuypers, he speaks a lot of languages. I think we know at least three, maybe four already. If he arrives in Chicago, we will figure out just how many it is. One of them, importantly, though, is Greek because he did spend some time away from Belgium playing for Olympiakos. And I'm sure that firehead coach Frank Klopas, as a Greek-speaking striker himself, loves that uh next guys so we, we we started with a guy who's not in yet who everybody is hoping will come in so now we flip to a guy who is not out yet but fire fans and it sure seems like the chicago fire themselves would like to be gone and that is Jairo torres it is no secret that things have not worked out in chicago 36 mls appearances nary a goal nor an assist to his name in that time, despite being on a designated player contract. He started the preseason with the fire in Florida. Uh, he came back to Chicago and then left again. And in, as far as we know, is still in Mexico and is not joining the team in California this week. He was not at training for the final three days of last week either. Mexican transfer deadline day came and went. There were apparently three at least teams the Fire were trying to offload him to and could not do it. They're still trying to find him a move elsewhere, so now we're talking Argentina, elsewhere South America, and then you you get further down the list of maybe having to buy out an expensive contract. Joe, this is just a total mess. I mean, so from, you know, as somebody who's around this team as much as anybody, what's kind of your sense of 
how big a mess and how odd this situation currently is. Well, I know Tim can speak to the roster issues that it brings about. <laughs> they need the roster spot more than anything, but Hiro is one of those guys that's just simply not worked out. He's a young player. He's still got friends on the team. Guys enjoy him. But the issue is simply that he's not produced, and he's on a big salary. He got a big transfer deal. Uh, the fire got worked on that one. Whoo, boy, did they get worked on that. It's it's a terrible deal in hindsight. It's got nothing to do with the person, but it's clear that something needed to change. The winger spot's kind of set at this point with some experienced guys, so there's just nowhere for him, and a fresh start would be nice. I know he was in South America with Tehran in the offseason. Maybe that's an option. Who knows? A fresh start's needed ASAP for Torres. Yeah, and Tim, to the to point Joe mentioned there, there's several names the Fire have wanted rid of this offseason. We'll get to a few of them. The difference is, if you, we'll just take Casper Shabilko, for instance. Right. He's got one year left on his deal, and he makes about a million dollars. So the easy thing, if you're the Fire, if you want to buy out Casper Shabilko, is you pay him the million, you have used that once a year buyout, and you're done. That's it. It's not complicated. Hyros Torres' deal is more complicated, it is more lucrative, and if you could offload him, you open up a designated player spot, a young designated player spot, or an additional under-22 initiative spot. Getting rid of a guy like Kasper Shabilka would not change any equations, it would just create less of a logjam at the striker position. Hyro Torres leaving could really open some doors. Well, and the team needs to get rid of Hyro Torres unless they get rid of two of the U-22 players, because... He turns 24 this year. He no longer qualifies as a young designated player. So because the team is using all three U22 slots, that would be on um, Guti, on Fetty Navarro, and, and Kutsius. Uh, they, they only get those three if they either have a YDP in that third slot or leave it vacant or have a guy under the TAM threshold, which Hiro is not, and Shaq certainly is not. Yeah, Jordan Shakiri at $8 million a year, there's not enough general allocation money in the world (laughs) to buy down that contract. And that's the thing. It's like, if the Fire want to do anything, that's the other thing that might be holding this Kuypers thing up at the moment. Because right now, if you added Kuypers to the roster, you're non-compliant, which you don't have to always be compliant. They have a little over a month. I believe it's March 24th. First, I, I thought it was the I thought it was kick, Fe- the opening day. Oh, yeah, opening, for roster compliance. Yes, yeah. Uh, sorry, end of February. So yeah. it actually only have a couple weeks left. My mistake. Yeah. So you have to be when you kick a ball to start the season, your roster has to be compliant. And so yeah, there's if maybe there's a whole bunch of things lined up for the fire that aren't happening because they need this one domino to fall exactly. to then knock down all the other ones. Uh, before we take a break and then move on to other things, if you guys had to guess, how does this end? I think Hyro ends up with the buyout, honestly. I I think there's a world in which Shabilko still has value within MLS. Yeah, Shabilko is is just going to be harder to move because without, like, he, he can't, you know, if he got some goals maybe, but realistically, the the buyout just with how much money Hyro is making and his value, like, there were teams in Mexico that were interested. It just didn't get over the line in time. Um, I don't see, like, Argentina, Turkey, like I just don't see there being really that much interest, especially given he's got no reason to make less money. And like he's got an expensive salary for a lot of teams in those leagues. And this is one of those situations where the advantage of having a lot of capital in your ownership is a nice thing because there's the rule is about buying the person out. There's not like you can only use the buyout. Like they could buy out Jordan Shakiri if they wanted to. It would just be a hilariously expensive thing to do. So this is one of those times where if ownership is willing to bite the bullet and say, the easiest way out of this for everybody is just to give the man his money, 
and everybody moves on. He'd be signed as a free agent in Liga MX tomorrow, I think, if that happened. Maybe even back at his home club of Atlas. Like, there's a lot of reason to believe. Like, he's an employable soccer player. It's just tough to convince anybody to pay a transfer fee for him right now. So keep an eye on that. Kuypers may be in. Torres may be out. Certainly the biggest talking points right now. But a talking point we've got to get to on this show is our friends here at CHGO, CD1 Price Cleaners. CD1 Price Cleaners offers low prices, and customers can save 30% on what you are currently paying for your dry cleaning bill. They have a simple and transparent service. Other cleaners might charge a different price for every garment type. You might have to get alterations, and the price when you return to pick up isn't the price you were quoted when you dropped off. Not an issue at CD1 Price Cleaners. Even on your sports jerseys. I can attest one time in college I got barbecue sauce on a Blackhawks jersey, and that was not a cheap thing to fix. It got fixed, but as a college kid, that was not an expense I was super excited about. (laughs) CD1 Price Cleaners also has very fast turnaround times. They can have your order ready the same day or the next day, rather than two to four to who knows how many days at other cleaners. And you can receive text alerts about your order and get an order, get a text when your order is ready for pickup. CD1 Price, of course, does not just do dry cleaning. They also offer wash and fold laundry. They can take blankets and comforters. They do tailoring, alterations, leather cleaning, and will clean area rugs as well. So if you're looking to save money on your dry cleaning bill, visit chgo.cd1.com. That is chgo.cdone. The link is in the show description, and once there, you can pick from an in-store coupon or online pickup and delivery coupon options on your first order. That was great. I I like to think I can do a decent ad read. Um, (laughs) You know, basically, it's like my own little teleprompter. Um, All right, so let's talk about some deals that have actually gotten done and are finalized. Defensive reinforcements. Most of the Fires offseason activity has involved... The defense, and we're going to start with a familiar name, Chicago Fire fans, a man familiar to the city of Chicago, and that is Chicago area native himself, Andrew Gutman. Miguel Navarro is out. Uh, Gutman is in in a straight swap, essentially, with the Colorado Rapids. Uh, Miguel Navarro has then been loaned to uh, Argentina, so I'm not sure what Colorado was doing here, but thank you very much. Uh, Andrew Gutman seems to be happy to be back home. Grew up in Hinsdale, went to Hinsdale Central High School, played in the Fires Academy. Uh, notably did not get a contract offer from the club or did not secure one after he graduated college at Indiana University. And if um, you've read Joe's stories or the stories on Men in Red or just been following any of us on social media recently, you probably are aware that Andrew uh, is not happy that that didn't work out, that he wanted to be here. And without commenting further, I'm sure fans would share in Andrew's frustration with previous ownership and previous general management. Uh, he went to Celtic, didn't play there, got loaned to Charlotte Independence in USL, then got loaned to FC Cincinnati when they were still bad. Um, <laughs> then Atlanta picked him up when they went from good to bad, so that wasn't great timing. Ends up in New York for a year, but then gets traded midseason last year to Colorado and starts the last 12 games of the year. He is a solid, solid MLS left back, and by that definition, Tim, he's an upgrade, right, at what the Fire have had at this position? 100%, because one of the things that he provides is an ability to go further up the field and play more like a wing back. He's good for a couple goals a season, but also, you know, creates space for others around him with that ability to get in behind lines, and that's something that really we kind of saw a couple flashes of from, from Navarro, but not really consistently, and so that made it easier for defenses to plan against the Fire. So it's great to have Gutman here. 
Um, he also said a quote when he was introduced um, in the first press conference that he had um, that he said that he always thought the Flyer was his team. So it's great to kind of have him back in the uniform. Yeah, that he's been watching the club, that he he roots for the club as a fan while he's been here, there, and everywhere, as I just described. Um, Joe, another thing I think we've really enjoyed about Andrew Gutman, the Fire the last couple of years have lacked... There's, it's. I've felt the team almost need like a, a front a front facing team spokesman kind of guy. This was Dax McCarty at one stage. It was Johnny Bornstein at one stage. That that team back in like the Bastion Feinsteiger years had a bunch of those type of guys. It feels like Gutman is really relishing already in his first few weeks back at the club that he wants to be the face of this. He seems so eager to be a voice for and a part of everything the Fire are doing. Yeah, expect to see him in a lot of social media stuff for the team all year. Honestly, he's good at it, so he might as well. But he's easy to communicate with from what I've seen. As Tim said, he's a functionally sound player, so guys kind of know what they're getting themselves into when working with him. And he's just an easy conversationalist. I had a nice little chat with him because practice was delayed thanks to rugby last week. Uh, those guys smell horrible. It just needs to be said. <laughs> On a scale of like one to hockey pads, how bad we talk? I almost threw up seeing that you were wearing a rugby jersey today. I'm, I'm sorry, not, not intentional at all. <laughs> but Gutman's a really solid player. He'll lift the floor, and he is that guy who has been around, I think, maybe this year to say he's going to be a leader immediately is a bit, it, things take time. And if you force it, then some people might be turned off by it. But he has the ability to be a calming presence. I could see him being stuck talking to us after a loss. Uh, <laughs> Sorry but, in advance, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We'll, we'll go easy on you. <laughs> I, it, we just got to get quotes. It's the job. But it, it, he is someone who can raise the floor, and he can do a lot more going forward. And I trust him to also be that guy who's going to work his tail off to get back if he overcommits. Uh, also, uh, the backup option is probably also a dramatic improvement. Uh, Alonzo Aceves, that loan was not picked up, and no one thought it would be. Uh, Chase Gasper, not a, you know, a guy who's got a lot of MLS minutes. He's only a year older than Gutman. He's 28, but he's a guy who's played a lot of minutes for Minnesota and Houston in particular uh, with a weird, odd stop at LA Galaxy in between. That I think that was the period of time post-Laton where I think everybody associated with the LA Galaxy kind of wants to forget it happened. So <laughs> anyway, they've gone, you've gone from... Gutman, sorry, you've gone from Navarro and Aceves to Gutman and Gasper, and the only concern is they look exactly the same from more than ten feet away. If you don't know what they look like, they look like me and Tim. Um, <laughs> so that we're gonna we're gonna have some fun with that at uh, at some point. Okay, elsewhere on the defense in from Europe are Alan Aragoni and Tobias Salquist. Uh, Aragoni a right back, Salquist a center back. Uh, we'll start with Aragoni. Uh, fullback from sister club FC Lugano, 25 years old. This is officially a loan, but this is basically a replica of the deal Marin Halley Selassie was on last year. Um, he's, he is Swiss himself. He came up through the Grasshopper Academy in Zurich. Interestingly, another team that is now owned by an LS club, LAFC, purchased them a couple weeks ago. Um, he's six feet tall. He's mm -hmm. played center back and left back as well. He's been a regular for Lugano for a while now. Is, is you know... Um, Arno Suke and Jonathan Dean are both still on the roster, but Joe, in your opinion, does Aragoni become the de facto starting right back on day one? Yes, if they only want to run with two traditional center backs on the pitch. If that is the case, then Aragoni's a great option because at the end of games, you can push him back to center back. 
And he also does have some extensive little work as a winger. He's got the ability, again, like Gutman, to go forward. Kind of what the fire were lacking last year. So if the fire kind of want to operate with more of a winger mentality at that fullback position, he, he should start day one. Uh, I'm more concerned on his jersey number at this point. He had the 34 <laughs> chain, and Chris Brady had the 34 jersey on, but that's going to be a conundrum to deal with. But he's going to be a really good player, and these are the deals that you don't need to nail, but you need to at least have a productive body in it. And I think Haile Selassie was as good as you could really expect one of these deals to go last year. So I think Why we, not try it again? Yeah, why not try it again? But also, I think we need to be careful in expectations because that really could not have gone any better. And Tim, another bonus here, I mentioned he's six feet tall. Uh, something that has plagued to the fire at both ends of the pitch for many years is set-piece attacking and defending. Yep. So any additional height is greatly appreciated. Well, and the fire now also have a set-piece coach, too. So you'd expect improvements there. I'm Honestly, like that alone, I, I can't overstate how much of a difference that those two things combined could make. Um, fewer goals one way, more goals the other. I mean, like that's the difference. Between it's good math to be good at soccer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of tall guys who play defense, um, hello to... Tobias Salkfist, I got to get that pronunciation right. Shout out to the club for making sure to include that in the release when they announced him. He is 28 years old from Silkeborg IF in Denmark. He's been a key part of them for the last three years. He actually came through their youth academy before bouncing around for a few years, but that has been his home club. The Fire tried to sign him a year ago. Timing didn't work out. You know, in the release, the press release, uh, Georg Heitz mentioned that this is a guy they've been watching for 18 months. That checks out with that. He's been a starter there forever. It's kind of hard to predict, though, less with Aragoni. Aragoni's projection is easier. If he plays well, he's been brought in to start. That's what he's here to do. The center back picture is a bit murkier. Carlos Tehran being injured to start the season does not help clear that up at all. Tim, what's your sense of what fans should expect Salk is to be? Because a guy who's a solid mid-table Danish center back, I don't think there's a lot of familiarity there to know what does that mean in MLS. Yeah, and certainly one of the issues that we've you know seen time and time again is guys come from Europe and uh, the game just doesn't translate necessarily as well. Like Dumbia had a great game against uh, Club America, who were the only team that the team faced without, like that wasn't in MLS the entire time, and against MLS he wasn't as effective. So I think that's a big question. Um, for the amount of money that reportedly the transfer fee was to bring him here, something in the you know, a million dollar range, give or take, that's, I mean, that means that he's coming here and, and some gam is being used to to bring him here. So you'd hope that he, like, the starting spot you'd think would be his to lose at that kind of evaluation. Also uh, so moving away from his hometown where he seemed pretty settled. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you'd, you'd think that he's, you know, getting paid as well, like, to, to, you know, uproot, you know, his life and come across a continent, to this continent. But uh, you'd have to think for that kind of money. He's, he's he, you, the team projects him to be a starter. Joe, um... Salkus is going to be joining the team uh, on Wednesday. Yep. So depending on what time he gets in, he may or may not be able to take in as a spectator <laughs> the Fire's first game out at Coachella. Yes, the Fire are at Coachella, the, the same place the music festival is, which will be coming in <laughs> after MLS in a couple of weeks. So MLS is just, you know, getting getting everything all set up for the for the fest in a couple of weeks. Um, the center back hasn't been really the biggest area of need, I'd say. It's been a bit of a revolving door there next to Rafa Shihos. I guess, what do you want to see from Stalkust? What, like, what, what floor in your mind needs to most be raised at that position? 
I'll answer with an anecdote. Last year, the loudest I heard CJ Brown at a practice was about getting your body in front of the ball when there are shots taken. And the one thing I've noticed about Salquist when going through some of this data is this dude is kind of fearless with throwing his body in front of the ball. So if that is a remedy or something that needed to be remedied, I think he did it. Tehran is motivated right now to get a new deal or a deal elsewhere, so I think there's going to be a lot of competition there. But I think this guy, the expectation is at minimum he's going to bring an edge and it's a long-term solution as well. Omsberg's only on, I think, a one more one more year deal. Uh, Tehran's likely out, and she hosts love him to death. He doesn't look like he's aging, but he's in his mid thirties. So you gotta have some all uh, some other options. And at twenty eight, you need him to start immediately. Yeah, a uh, point uh, that Carlos Tehran uh, fairly publicly tried to force a transfer through this offseason and then got hurt, which uh, totally scuttled that. So that can has officially been kicked down the road. Maybe it's something that comes back up in, you know, if, if Svalkist comes in and is awesome and him and Shehos are just clearly the pairing, maybe everybody's a little bit more amicable to talking Carlos Tehran transfer in the summer. Maybe that's a thing that comes up. If it continues to be kind of a merry-go-round at that position, maybe less so. Uh, in the chat, we have Eric saying that Joe needs to shave his head. No. I concur. No. I like no. that. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. And Jiggly would just be happy with you two switching seats so it's symmetrical. That's a different approach. I but, love you, hey, Jiggly, but no. Uh, all I'm saying... Joe called that seat. All I'm saying is, you, you got to flip it. We need... Everybody, as many people around the fire as possible, bald and a beard. That's that's the combo we need. That's what we need to see. Again, it's the Andrew Gutman and Chase Gasper principle. We do have a couple guys though on the fire with some pretty great hair. So I, I mean, oh, I, I yes. think Casper Shabilko's exempt. Rafa Shehos gets exempted. Gaston Jimenez also doesn't have to participate in this. Spencer Ritchie's got a little longer flow right now that really impressed oh, me. Oh, Chris Brady, who, who his mullet has been shortened, but it's still pretty long. Uh, Chris Mueller, grow a beard. That, that's There's the answer. Chris Mueller needs to grow a beard so that the entire left side of the team just looks like that. I don't imagine his wife would be happy about it. Probably that. not, but, you know, sometimes, you know, look at hockey players in the playoffs. Sometimes you have to make facial hair sacrifices for the greater good of the team. Uh, we've also got some questions in the chat about other potential moves, and that is stuff we're going to get to in a minute. But first, I have to tell you about our partner here at CHGO, Circa Sportsbook. You know, they've come online and made a big impact here in Chicago and really around the sports betting world here in recent months, and they are a different sort of sports book. They focus on tight money line splits and have a low hold model, so games will almost always be minus 110, plus 110 on the splits, unlike a lot of other sports books, which might push those favorable odds to minus 115 or minus 120. They keep as little money as they can on those large market bets like futures, a golf tournament where there's a lot of unknowns, especially compared to other sports books you may have used before. They have high limits and try to be extremely transparent. They don't limit players based on winnings, and every player has the same limits. High rollers, only thrown in a few bucks. Everybody is treated exactly the same. So we encourage bettors to download and explore all sports betting apps available, but find that Circa is going to stand out above the rest. Their customer service also is great. They've got real people and strive to resolve your issues in a timely fashion. I think anybody who's participated in sports betting has had a bad experience with trying to get any answers if you get screwed on a bet or something else goes wrong. All aspects of their app are being run by the same team that run the main Circa Sportsbook 
at the Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. It's all one big operation, and they're striving to provide you the same quality and service that you would get on the floor out in Vegas. Like I'm sure a lot of people, maybe including our CHGO and other all-city friends, have access to this week out at the Super Bowl. So download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circasports.com slash Illinois-app. That is circasports.com slash Illinois-app to sign up today and also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Text GAMB, G-A-M-B, to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. All right, let's get to kind of a smorgasbord of other stuff <laughs> that is involved here. Um, starting with what other deals might happen, we've seen in the chat, uh, Kellen Acosta, uh, formerly LAFC, formerly other places, had some injury trouble last year, is still out of contract. Um, I, uh, there's lots of theories, guys, floating around as to why this hasn't happened. Joel, I'll start with you on this one. Kind of what's what's... What's the latest anyone's heard about this? Has anyone heard anything about what Cal Costa is up to? I have not heard anything. At this point, I'm inclined to think he's pleading Jadavion Clowney and that he just doesn't want to be at preseason camp. He's at that age in his career where he thinks he can prepare on his own or he might have an injury that he doesn't want to be shown during a physical. Other than that, I don't understand why uh, he wouldn't want to be with the club at this point. I uh, would love to see him in Chicago. I think he could really raise the floor for this team. It would be a little bit of a log jam. It would be interesting to see where he'd go. As we discussed earlier, I don't know how they'd sign him at this point, but they could. Yeah, he, he projects as probably a, a Max Tam kind of guy. He's going to want, you know, you're going to have to buy him down probably, but he's going to be a guy who's hitting the budget at probably something around the, the, the Tam maximum. So, and that's another guy making seven figures, and the fire already have. Excuse me, the fire already have several of those on the team. Man, Is that Kellen Acosta? No, it's not Kellen Acosta. It's my phone forgetting that it was on Do Not Disturb. Um, anyway, if it's I, Kellen Acosta's agent, then you've achieved a miracle because. Uh, yeah, I, how we got my phone number, why he called now, that would be interesting. But yeah, so Kellen Acosta, we'll see. I mean, Tim, what? I mean, it's when we go down the list of fire needs. If Kuipers gets over the line with the way the rest of the team is now. Is better play in that defensive midfield position top of the list now? I would think that it's one of the higher priorities. I mean, because right now, as it stands, one of the issues the Fire have had is in the double pivot, you don't really have a guy that can either play the six role, the sort of like more defensive role that well, and kind of like come in and like destroy incoming attacks. And you haven't had a guy like Gaston Jimenez plays more of like an eight where he advances the ball up the field, but he doesn't really, I mean, he, he gets like a handful of assists, most like a, a goal like every like year or so that people remember like it, and so Kellen Acosta is better at both sides of that and that's really what you'd want is a guy that can play both uh he thinks of himself more as an eight so more of that offensive creator uh I don't know that that's necessarily where he's best like with the UN's national team he played more defensively and I think that he looked really good there but you know he would be good for the fire and an improvement either way and that would help I think with roster flexibility down the road players moving out this summer potentially Another thing that's been rumored is would they get another winger? Because, I mean, the thought is if you, if Jairo Torres goes out, Kuypers comes in, and you've got an open DP spot, do you try again, third time the charm, maybe on a young DP winger after having whiffed twice? Uh, there was a report this morning that was floating around Twitter about the fire offering $10 million to a player from Red Star Belgrade. That's 
absolutely just not happening. Uh, the Fire don't have the money for that right now. They don't have the roster space for that right now. If the Fire are going to add another winger, like five or six other things have to happen first. And also you've got Mueller, you know, Heli Selassie, Guti, Shakiri, etc. who can play. Kutias who can play out there. The Fire don't need... The Glasgow. Fire Amari Glasgow. The Fire don't need more bodies. It's not like they're going to run out of wingers. Could they upgrade there? Yeah. Don't think it's super high priority right now. As for Arno Suke or Casper Shabilko leaving, sure looks like Arno Suke just got a green card and is now not going to count as an international, which is a nice roster thing. Because also, congrats to Arno if that's what he wanted in his life. That's a big accomplishment. Yeah, yeah moved, hey, moved his family over from France last year <laughs> and opening up an international spot could then allow the Fire to bring in, say, uh, Hugo Kuypers, who is going to require one of those. So maybe some roster flexibility there. Shabilko... We mentioned him earlier. Who knows? Quickly, do either of you guys think either of those guys aren't on the roster in two weeks? No, I think they'll both be here. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the hope was to move Hiro just on a free transfer, but a transfer so you didn't have to use the buyout. And then I think one of those pieces would have would have been the ones that the buyout was used for. I think with looking like the team needs to use the buyout unless they radically rework the roster and get rid of, like, you know, Gucci or something insane like that. I mean, not like, happening. It's not, it just isn't happening. So that means, you know, buyouts on Hiro. I, I don't think either one of them, just given how much money they're making and you only get so many years to make it as a pro athlete. So get every dollar you can, like they're not going to get, no one's going to want to take on that salary. And you don't wish this on anybody, but is this sort of thing that you could get two weeks into the MLS season and a striker could get injured yep, long-term yep, yep. and some team says, Hey, the fire have four of them. Yep. They're looking to offload and maybe, you know, two, three weeks in, a team makes a trade for Casper Shabilko because they just desperately need a nine. I think that's more the case for Arnaud now that he got the green card. I think he's Valuable. a great, great asset. Is at least a veteran voice in a locker room. He's played a lot of soccer, and he's not a negative, but it's whether he's above replacement player, I think, is how we could describe him. So he's not a bad guy to pick up without taking up a roster spot should there be an injury in the next three weeks. He's a, de he's a veteran defense first fullback. There's plenty of need for that across Major League Soccer. So yeah, I think right now that feels like the most likely way one of these guys leaves. I'm just going to throw this out there. Charlotte have a history of signing ineffective Polish players. They just look like they're moving on from one. So it's just, they've got a space on their roster for an ineffective Polish player. Tepper, please, David Tepper, help Chicago out again. Come on. This is no, that, that's Young. That man is never making another trade with the city of Chicago ever again. I don't think he probably... I bet it's like illegal to mention the word Chicago in his presence. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure you get canned instantly if you do that. In, in yeah, don't, don't mention it. As, as I did say, though, the fire are now about to spend two weeks in Coachella, yes, that one, at the Empire Polo Club, if they could not sound any fancier, because apparently what else you could do with a polo field is put like 10 soccer fields on it and have a bunch of MLS teams come out and play games. Wednesday, this week, they face Austin FC. On Sunday, they'll play LAFC. Valentine's Day next Wednesday against Minnesota. And the following Saturday, February the 17th against Portland, they then return to Chicago and open the season a week later. Uh, the bad news is the Fire are not streaming any of these games. It doesn't really make a lot of sense for those who haven't followed along. MLS made a very big deal about showing all of Inter-Miami's games from their little world tour that is going absolutely spectacularly, if you haven't been following along. Um, <laughs> then I think a bunch of MLS teams were like, uh, hey, can we show our games? And it was like, good point. So uh, Austin is one of the teams yep. that is showing games. Mm -hmm. 
So that game on Wednesday, you'll have to go to Austin FC's club website, but there should be a link on there somewhere, and I have been assured that it will not be geo-blocked, so not only for people <laughs> in Texas. There should be a way on the Austin FC website, 3 o'clock Chicago time on Wednesday, to actually watch the fire play soccer. As for the other three games, we have no idea at this point. That could change. I could easily see a team like LAFC, who are local, putting in the effort to stream the game. But again, we, we really don't know as of right now. So if you can tune in on Wednesday, do so, because it might be your only chance. If you're going to go, feel free to live stream for us. I will <laughs> happily retweet whatever you need. I'll Venmo you for coffee. Let me know. Yeah. I mean, like like VIP tickets, including food and drink, are like 130 bucks a day, and you get to go to all the games that day. And you get to tell your friends you got a VIP tickets to Coachella. Like, uh, just without on. context. Like, just don't give them more context than that. And they'll sound impressed. Just, all you got to do, hold it up like this. You can do it for two hours. It's not that I hard. I can send you my GoPro, and you can tape it to a hat. Like, we we, we <laughs> have options here. There's another idea. Can I just, like, send my GoPro to, like, Jordan <laughs> Shakiri, put it on 360 mode, and just have him wear it during the do game? You, you really want to send it to Shakiri? Like, don't you want a higher, <laughs> like, a good point. I was thinking, elevation. who's going to be in the middle and on the field a lot? So, it's, it's a good point, <laughs> He's going to have so – you're going to see some angles of some kicks to lower legs that you just never see on camera. <laughs> and you, and if, 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 if he's holding the, uh, the GoPro – we won't be able to see his magnificent calves, and isn't that unless he's looking down at his calves, in which case you would. I, I swear to you guys, at uh, the facility this week, I'm waiting to talk to Chris Brady, and I hear these CF2 or Chicago Fire youth kids go, "Did you see Shakiri's calves? Oh my god, bro, they're huge!" <laughs> and and that tells me they were kids because it means they weren't around for the Bastion Feinsteiger years. Because my <laughs> goodness. Uh, anyway, enough about the uh, the lower leg muscles of Chicago Fire players and why it's been one of the more attractive things about the team in recent <laughs> times. Uh, we got to finish with this. We have to mention this before we get out of here. Uh, footy headlines, a yeah. website <sighs> many of you know well. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see on the left is the kit that Footy Headlines leaked as the new Fire Home Kit, and it looks like a red Fire Home Kit. It's got a white stripe across the front. It, nothing. Nothing particularly notable about it. It looks like a fire kit. Uh, it's not the kit, though. And so then shout out to everybody uh, at the fire social media department, Rudy Hodgson in particular, for the fun they have had since here's a graphic they mocked up on the right there, if you're watching, which is like if you took the jersey on the left, and it looks like they just drew it in Microsoft Paint. Uh, since the club and footy headlines have had a fun, jovial little back and forth, do either of you guys have a favorite little bit from this very fun, entertaining preseason saga. Can I take the meta approach and say that they did this the day before the transfer deadline, and it was genius because we were talking about that instead of soccer. I had a great time. There was nothing I could do otherwise. I think Erica had some help with that, too. She did the shirts last year, so kudos to her. But, it, yeah, it was awesome. I was thrilled. Kudos to everyone for having a good laugh. We needed it. It was, it was a good all-day kind of thing. Yeah. Like, the Fire tweeted asking people to submit their jersey designs. Um, which got great. ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, which got ridiculous, and some of them were beautiful. Uh, mm. Eventually, the team made a made a joke, Footy Headlines, like, this is going to be your new logo thing, and yeah. now Footy Headlines is using that, that as their logo. So, good banter all around. These things matter, though, is we joke about players wanting to come to the States. You have to have a social media presence with these clubs, and you need to make sure that 
the Alan Argonis of the world, or maybe more Salkfist uh, of the world. Yeah, that, can that we call him so Toby? I think Toby is perfect for him. But uh, <laughs> I think that is it's necessary. It can't just be Michael Jordan when they hear Chicago. There needs to be a Chicago fire aspect, and I think something like a social media campaign or overdoing it, not overdoing it, they nailed it that time, but just going in on that, could really help this club. Well, and they're building up to what is a momentous announcement. The club is returning to Red Kits. The official launch event is next Thursday, February the 15th. Uh, I know at least a couple of us are going to be there in person. And so, you know, keep an eye out. Also, hoping we can get some fun CHGO stuff going on with what should be a really fun night. Uh, Demarcus Beasley, fire legend, is the guest of honor and kind of running the show that night. There's going to be coaches, players, other fire-related dignitaries. Should be a really cool experience, and then we will actually get to see what the home kit actually looks like. I caught a sneak peek of one the other day, but not enough to share any information other than it's red, and that's not exactly (laughs) uh, interesting or groundbreaking news. That's all we have time for today on this first 2024 episode of the CHGO Fire podcast. I had a good time. I think this is a good way to start the year off. Joe Chats, thank you for being here. Where can people follow and find your work? Joe Chats on X and uh, Joe Chats Sports everywhere else. So, yep, Joe, check out Joe's work at OnTap Sports. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the OnTap Sports. Yeah, he's the, the people who pay his bills. He would like us to mention them. Thanks, um, doing a lot of good writing. Uh, Tim, how about you and all your, you, the small army you guys have over at Men in Red? Yeah, meninred97.com and um, personally me on X as, as Joe did. I guess that's that what we're doing. That's a, that's a really nice scarf, uh, too, Tim. This is also our official scarf that we just launched for celebrating getting back in red. So, men in red, back in red. Um, so, yeah, you can follow me at Sing underscore Electric, and we are getting more merch throughout the course of the year, so that's going to be fun for everyone. Yeah, these guys, those guys do a lot of good work. You've, again, we've, we've had a several of their... Uh, the, several of you guys have been around the podcast. Also, shout-out to Alex Calabrese, probably listening in from class, although I hope he's not in class at 6.30 p.m., no, he's at the bars. Don't worry. And well, hey, well, maybe not. I don't know what the rules are in uh, Syracuse, New York. On that note, for Joe, for Tim, I'm Alex Campbell. Thank you so much for watching, for tuning in, and we will see you next time as the Fire get ready to launch their 2024 season. We all silly like the mayor. 